Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We've got Larry on the phone down there in South. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. I wanted to start off with something we've talked about before. Uh, It's kind of interesting. It's about frequency. And, of course, remember that the word, in the beginning was the word. And the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Well, Word is a vibrational frequency. Everything is frequency when it comes right back down to it. As they are finding out, even in anti-gravity devices and all of that sort of thing. But I wanted to start out, cosmic rays and that sort of thing are are, uh, deep into some of these psychics who are telling us that a big ascension is coming. Uh, there's a, a big psychic over there. He's old. I died a long time ago, I guess. He said a cosmic wave of fire was coming, and it was going to hit the earth, and people would be vanished, so to speak. And the vanishing, he said, was to remove the defectives so that the rest of the people on earth could ascend. to A total new age is basically what it is. And, of course, the vanishing is the rapture of the church, according to Jesus Christ. In other words, what they do, of course, is reverse it. But there are odd things beginning to happen on the sun. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to get into this, because the sun affects the earth and the Schumann residence. Now, you've all heard about the Schumann residence. I don't get, got to get into that too much. But I, it's very, very important to mental health. Anyway, cosmic rays, solar cycle 25 is intensifying. And um, uh, he says that the uh, solar cycle 25 could be twice as strong as the old solar cycle 24, which peaked back in 2009. The sun's global magnetic field is now about ready to flip. And this happens near the peak of every solar cycle. Now, Larry's been getting a a number of alerts. Uh, Anything happening on the sun today, Larry? Or is it quiet? Well, they're just, yeah, just a lot of activity, though, that they're not talking about, including uh, it doesn't have to be sunspots. It can be uh, uh, these canyons on the sun. In other words, the sun's uh, atmosphere opens up and allows these, excited uh, proteins or particles to exit the sun, and then we get Mm -hmm. it later like a geomagnetic storm. And there's a lot of that opening and shutting and building, and, you know, it's busy. Yeah. Okay, now I wanted to, from that, because that's important about the sun, because remember Cliff High and the sun disease that he spoke about and how it would affect people on earth mentally health-wise. In other words, uh, you could go into stupefaction, you could go into euphoria, you could go into deep depression, you could develop anger, 
that sort of thing. In other words, it has a tremendous effect upon people. So the question was, is uh, is is the sun going to be the cause in a way? Remember in Deuteronomy where the Lord says, I'm going to smite you with insanity. He uses the word madness, but if you look it up, it actually means insanity, foolishness stupefaction, I guess one would, would call In other words, people do awful, stupid, foolish things, and a kind of a form of insanity. So the question was, does radiation and these cosmic waves and solar radiation cause along, of course, with the fall and the knowledge of good and evil, but does it does it affect the brain in such a way that it basically drives humanity into madness? And Deuteronomy makes no uh, bones about it. He, the Lord says, I'm going to smite you with madness. And he's talking about not just America, Babylon, where we live, uh, but the whole world. In other words, people start going I don't know. What's the word, Larry? Berserk? <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Oh, zombie, zombified. <laughs> Zomb- that'd be a good word. They they don't think normally. In other words, because the vast majority are now thinking on a different resonant plane that changes civilization, and that may be part of what we're watching. Because you, you you have a problem here because the people out there in America are not I don't think they're stupid in that sense. Although he did find a stupidity virus, I would call it more. They're so busy with themselves, they're not looking around at what's going on all around them, and they're so busy self-centeredly in their own lives, they're paying no attention to anything. And you can prove that basically true. If you go into, like, uh, Tucker Carlson, who was one of the top-rated, um, I guess you could call it, uh, news commentary people, and he had, like, four million views out of uh, a population of over 330 to 350 million people. Well, it's hardly a drop in the bucket. That's what I'm getting at. Uh so anyway, Schumann resonance, this is the frequency of the planet. And our minds are tuned to operate within that Schumann resonance, around 7 hertz. It's slightly over, but not by much. Okay. So you change that a little bit, and you are going to affect the mind and you can affect it in various ways depending upon who it is and how sensitive they are to these changes now Larry and I have talked to you about and uh, so hasn't uh, Stan Dale about the effects of uh, UAV and uh, about the effects of uh, the solar anomalies or the uh, North Atlantic anomaly, magnetic anomalies, 
and how it allows the rays of the sun to come down, and it makes people sick. It makes them brain fog. All kinds of things happen. And Cliff High mentioned stupefaction. Uh, basically, uh, you know, you, you're almost like a zombie until it passes. Anyway, so I wanted to get into this a little bit because of what's going on in the sun and because the Schumann residence of the last year or so has had these very strange spikes in it. I think it's tied directly to Thessalonians and strong delusion and the arrival of the so-called ascended masters and the uh, beings of light, and uh, we call them aliens, space gods. doesn't matter what you want to call them. The thing is a lie. It's a deception, but it's strong. In fact, God says, I'm going to send this upon you, and it's going to be very, very effectual when it arrives because you would not do what my son Jesus Christ told you to do. You ignored him. You said, nah, we're not going to do that, and on and on it goes. Anyway, so here we go. I found this article, and Larry, break in anywhere, but this is really, really interesting. The Earth's magnetic field may influence and mediate psychic phenomena. The 7.83 hertz rhythmic pattern, varying from 7 to 8 hertz, plays a significant role in psychic phenomena and in DNA formation and physical and mental health in humans. Emotional and Physical Health Max Planck Institute, Professor R. Weaver conducted an experiment in which the human residence was found to restore or improve health in individuals that were living in an underground bunker separated from the Earth's ionospheric resonance and those suffering from emotional distress, migraine headaches. So it can be either good or it can be bad. DNA formation. They found, conducted an experiment in which he filled two test tubes. Now listen to this. With pure water and placed a piece of heavily diluted bacteria, DNA, into the one of the test tubes. They were sitting side by side, I guess. After surrounding both test tubes with a weak electromagnetic field, posting at 7 hertz for 18 hours. Now get this. DNA was detectable in the glass that originally had nothing in it but water. It would appear that the 7 hertz played a substantial role in extracting the DNA information from one test tube and communicating it to the other test tube. What do you think of that, Larry? Well, that See sounds the ramifications. a lot like That sounds a lot to me like teleportation. It does, doesn't it? Or quantum physics. Something really weird is going on here, and we don't know that much about frequency. Folks, you got to remember that we, we live in the visible light spectrum, which is a very minute part of the overall frequency range. We don't even know where it ends and where it begins. We only go by uh, 
instruments that can detect far above or far below. But we don't know exactly how much further that goes. Anyway, uh, I wanted to finish this out. Psychic communication and phenomena. Dr. Michael Persinger has conducted research in which two people in separate rooms were presented with identical magnetic fields at approximately 7 hertz. With one of these individuals drew a picture, the other person could roughly approximate that drawing, even though they were in separate rooms. Further research has shown a strong correlation between geomagnetic activity and psychic phenomenon. Evidence suggests that the proliferation of man-made electromagnetic fields, think 5G, 6G, radio, TV waves, all of that, has given a rise to a kind of electromagnetic chaos that now seems to be affecting the fundamental human resonance, effectively raising it and adding to the chaos experienced by living systems, i.e. human entity and all the animals. Now, psychic phenomena. Larry, what does that include? Well, I was going to, something else that came to me where you were talking also, you talked about the test tube experimentation with frequency. Uh, I was listening to, on Steve Bannon, they were having some interesting conversations with some experts about how you could actually obtain the DNA from someone jabbed without ever being jabbed, and that would make me think, Stuart, if you're in close association with someone that's jabbed and that DNA changes that are operating within them under the right frequency or the field of frequency, you could it could begin to move and manipulate inside you. What do you think? Yes, it does. Actually, they call it shedding. And that's been a proven fact now. Uh, in fact, it's effect, it seems to affect women more than it does men. Because women who did not take the jab, but were working with women who did. Remember, there was a lot of mandating going on. And a lot of the women said, no, I don't care if there's mandating going on or not. I'm not going to take it. But anyway, when they were working with the women who had taken the mRNA jab, uh, all of a sudden had menstrual problems, and they were that was from shedding. And now they're coming out uh, and saying that the shedding is extremely serious and that uh, Pfizer and the rest of these guys knew all about the shedding and didn't tell anybody. Well, they, of course, won't because, you know, that's not their their – their whole agenda was to mandate the entire – global population be jabbed and they were ridiculing and mocking all those who said no we don't think so we don't want that and they were calling those people deplorables or oh, you don't love your neighbor because if you loved your neighbor you'd protect him by going in and getting the vaccine meanwhile these criminals were how do I word this uh knew perfectly well, I guess, from all the documents we've uncovered, they knew perfectly well that this stuff had never been long-range tested at all, 
that they'd had very bad problems, even with the little testing they did do, and they wouldn't tell anybody. They didn't tell anybody. And everything that they tried to prevent you from doing, like ivermectin, they ridiculed and said it was wrong, it doesn't do any good, and the people who were taking it were idiots, and on and on and on they went, when in fact ivermectin was very, very effective in uh, this uh, COVID-doctored disease that they used to instill the fear and the panic to get people to take the jab. And uh, on and on and on it goes. But like you were saying, Larry, yeah, it may have a lot to do with it because it's kind of all frequency-based. But the interesting part to me was the psychic phenomenon Psychic phenomenon, does that not include veil thinning? Portals? Well, I would would think that psychic phenomenon would, it's very possible that the RMNA that is uh, given the jabbed, that some of the jabs will be affected where they will be able to have psychic operations, uh, the paranormal, uh, along with that uh, intricate jab situation. So this could literally not only go into the paranormal and go into being able to do or alter and move into other possible dimensions, but at the same time, uh, it opens up a gateway, if you will, and this is my opinion only, that this jab w- could open up a gateway for the demonic and some on the other side to come through to that individual. Kind of like remote viewing, in a way, because some of the remote viewers said, and I think you said something about when you were out uh, viewing, and I know people laugh at that, but they don't read the Bible. Uh, The Bible talks about it. talks about the silver thread when you're out of body. And if the silver thread be broken... You can't re-enter. It's right there in the Bible, folks. All you got to do is read it. So not, out not of the body that. is not that odd. It's not that odd. It's actually very biblical. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I was going to say and add to that that uh, uh, you know before Russ Dizdar died, you know I was following a lot of his uh, videos and information that he was releasing, uh, and uh, what was strange was that uh, he literally had a number of the remote viewers come to him and tell him that while they were out of their body, and and it's not really remote viewing, it's a psychic operation, if you will, and, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, where, where I was protected, you know, while I was in that motion, those others are not, you know, and I never went on any trip, and that's strange. I never went on any trip where I self-initiated that trip. These were all of the Lord. In other words, it's the Lord's idea and the operation of the Lord doing it, not me. So that gave me a special protection. But they had to come to Russ Dizdar, according to Russ Dizdar now, and he's passed away. He said he literally, they came to him and said, well, I was out and gone, and when I came back to my body, there was something in my body. A, de- a demonic force was inside my body. And they literally went to uh, 
Russ Dizdar and were, I guess you could say, exercised of that demon that was in their, that entered their body while they had no protection while they were out. And people don't Mm -hmm. even think of such things, but this is real stuff. Yeah, it is. It's just that uh, if you're earthbound, folks, this is really what the difference is. There's spiritual truth, there's spiritual things, and there's natural things. Almost all of humanity is locked into the natural world. And therefore, their brains are hardwired to operate in the natural physical realms. They may be aware that there's a spiritual aspect out there, both good and evil. But they're kind of locked in their bodies, and I want to get into that a little bit because it's really, really important when it comes to salvation and understanding what the message of Jesus was. you got to remember, he came in from another dimension. He came into this matrix. He was uh, behind enemy lines, if you want to call it that way, on a rescue mission. His message was so strange and so radical that he himself said very few would understand what he was even talking about. And uh, anyway, uh, the psychic phenomenon, uh, like what was the name of that movie uh, where the military opened up uh, and big spiders and creatures came through it? The mist. The mist. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to know what we're talking about, go rent The Mist. It's a very (laughs) scary movie. And I'm slightly anti-Christ in its presentation. But anyway, if we think of time as a long ribbon that occasionally folds in upon itself, then you have the veils that thin, separating. In other words, let's say uh, uh, in the year 2000, suddenly merges with our time right now in 2023 you would literally experience some weird phenomenons that took place in 2020 if you get my or 2012 if you get my drift this is how this thing works i believe because hey, when sir. the veils yeah go ahead larry i i just wanted to mention didn't mean to interrupt you but i wanted to mention right there while you're talking about uh time unfolds upon itself and so you've got one time present time and you've got another time that you're not in control of so you really don't know where that other veil that thins next to this other to present time veil but remember those two women that were here where i live now and remember uh, they apparently had that experience and their present time which has been a few years ago uh, there was a veil thinned next to that and they saw dinosaurs now i'm not kidding they saw walking dinosaurs so Stuart, it it may not just be a few years where it folds together it could be many 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 years apart where they actually have what maybe it's a glitch and they come close together yeah i think it is a glitch of some sort uh there are glitches in the universe even the, it runs very smoothly, but there are <laughs> evidently some glitches in time and space. Uh, my parents ran into one of those, and um, they neither one of them drank. 
and they'd gone out to play cards at a neighbor's that they knew, you know, some miles away, but they knew the roads by heart. You know, when you live in a rural district, you know all the roads, and you know where all the towns are, and you know all. Anyway, they got a little confused, and uh, they came to a town that they'd never seen before. And it was all lit up uh, with these old, old uh, oil lamps that they used back in those days in front of the houses. And uh, my dad said, I got really spooked. He got really scared. He said, there's something wrong. I don't recognize this. I've never seen this before. And he got out of there. I think he was very lucky that they got out of there. And they found their way back home. And the next day they were talking to the rest of the family. They went out looking for it. And there was no such place they could find except an old, old town that had been abandoned many, many years before. And uh, so was that the place they saw? And you may remember the uh, Eastern Airlines that was coming into Miami. And uh, it disappeared from radar. It disappeared for eight minutes. And then it came back, and they landed, and uh, they went out to find out what had happened, and everybody's watch was eight minutes off. So what happened? The Bermuda Triangle, what is going on? Well, something within the space-time continuum gets uh, a, a glitch in it for whatever reason. Anyway, um if you think of it in this way, where the veils are thinning, we had an incident in Burlington, Vermont, where these two ladies were cleaning up in a restaurant, and they looked out at the parking lot, and they saw what was a, a huge uh, dinosaur-looking uh, sea monster walking on his flippers. Now, there's a name for those creatures. I can't remember what it is. And uh, they watched it lumber across and go into the water. What was it? Is this, uh, was it a creature that exists in the lake? Or were they actually seeing something from another time, from another place? So we really don't know. There's an awful lot we do not understand about time and space and how it works and how it's contained. Jesus knew all about it, and uh, he, he said that we are in a prison house. Jesus said the matrix is an isolated, totally controlled prison house, and hence salvation is being actually released or set free from the space-time prison house to an eternal freedom. So... Having said that, I want to read something. This one is interesting. From the Song of Solomon, chapter 2. Now listen carefully to how this is worded, folks. This is really, really interesting. The voice of my beloved, behold, he cometh leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, showing himself 
through the lattice. My beloved spoke. He said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Well, what is he talking about? Wall, windows, lattice. What's well, obvious? It's another dimension. He's standing behind the wall. It's a dimensional wall. It's not in the time-space continuum. He's outside of it. That's the wall. If you want to look up the word wall, break in anywhere, Larry, it means to, to compact a wall as gathering inmates. What did Jesus say we were in? A prison house. Well, what's in a prison house? A gathering of inmates. Do you see what he's talking about? The wall is our time-space continuum. He's looking at it. He's standing behind it. He's in another dimension. And then if you look up the word window, it means exactly what it is. A prefery, a pre, prefer, I don't know if I can pronounce it. It's, it's perforated. It's a, um, uh, there's holes punched in it. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a window type thing. It's hard to explain it. And then when you look up the word, um, let's see, lattice, guess what that means, folks? A net. That is, by analogy, a lattice. It's a fishing net. It means to braid, to entangle, or to snare, or to catch game in a net. What did Jesus call Peter and the rest of them? Fishermen. Fishermen. Remember the 153 fish? Well, that is a whole story all in of itself. It's about fishing. Who's he fishing for? Men and women. That's who he's fishing for. Jesus said we're in a prison house. He said we're trapped that we have an overlord, a prison keeper named Satan, the prince and power of the air, which is spirit world, because of the fall. Now, you compare that with the narrow way that leadeth unto life. The human being is constructed in the same way as the temple is. There's an outer court, conscious mind, sanctuary or holy place, that's your unconscious mind, the Holy of Holies, that is where your secret, inner, secret heart is. And a lot of people do not realize, the Bible teaches emphatically, I wrote an article about it, that mankind has two hearts. The outer heart is your conscious mind, where you, if I walk up and I ask Larry, what's his name, he's going to say Larry. Well, how does he know that? That's his conscious heart, that's his conscious mind. That's how he knows it. He was, he was named that when he was little. That's all he'd been called. That's how he knows it. That's the outer heart. Within is a secret heart that Jeremiah said the heart is desperately wicked, so wicked nobody can know it. That is where this portal, this window 
this lattice, this uh, wall is located. That's where it is. Well, Jesus told us over and over again in various ways. You may remember uh, a young man was following Jesus, and his father had died. And he went to Jesus and said, my father died. I want to go to the funeral. And Jesus said, no, let the dead bury their own dead. You come follow me. What did he, what's he talking about? Well, way back in Genesis, when mankind fell, they were dead to the living God. That's the whole issue. There is no other issue between man and God. Why are we dead before the living God? Because we lost divine love, a love type we don't know anything about. It has to be revealed. Anyway, so this is how this all works. And it's all done by frequency. When mankind was originally created, he did not have any knowledge of good or evil. A lot of people don't think about that. He didn't need it. They didn't need it. Adam and Eve didn't have it. They didn't have any such knowledge. All they had was divine love because God created them in his image. And then mankind ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Remember Satan tempting Eve? Oh, you eat of this and you'll be smart. You'll be a brilliant young lady and you'll know all kinds of things. But Eve said, well, God told me not to eat it. Oh, he didn't mean that. Go ahead and eat it anyway. You, you misunderstood what he had to say. Well, that same lie, yea, hath God said, is still active today. Yea, hath God said? I get that a lot when I talk about the straight gate narrow way. Yea, hath God said? You bet he did say it. Yeah, he did say it. But Satan doesn't want people to realize it because he doesn't want them to know they are in a frequency matrix. I wrote two books on it. Frequency 1 and Frequency 2. I'm working on Frequency 3. And it's amazing because once you understand what's really going on here, then you can understand why Jesus said everything he said and why he meant everything he said. If you once understand what's really going on here, and uh, it's really amazing. Anyway, this inner heart, people don't know it exists. It's part of the veil that came down over the minds of men when they, we ate of the knowledge of good and evil. We descended from a high frequency to a lower frequency, and Jesus came into the matrix to bail us out to get us back to a higher frequency. If people refuse Jesus Christ and they refuse what he said, when they die, they go to an even much lower frequency. Very bad place. And if you go into the New Age and you look at some of their charts and everything, they call it ascension. And, and of course, that's a New Age lie because Jesus told us, go you to the lowest Rome and there sit. That's a descent. Go to the lowest Rome. Descent, not ascension. It's just the opposite. That's why the New Agers are all about this ascension to a higher vibrational frequency. That's the New Age lie. But people are going to go for it. Anyway, I mean, we could go on and on and on. But we manufacture a lot of religions and philosophies and all kinds of concepts 
rather than face the simple truth of what Jesus said. And it's so simple. And and I don't understand why people fight it so much other than our nature. I believe we have DNA memory. And I think the human race, from everything I can find out and have researched, we hate the living God with a passion. It's not conscious. It's totally unconscious because of the fall and the punishment we got. And Satan is livid with humanity. He wants to kill you all, every one of you. And Jesus told you he wants to kill you all. And uh, anyway, we go on and on and on. i got a lot of other news to talk about, but it's all based on frequency. And when and when you see this de- deal in, in the uh, in Song of Solomon about the wall, the dimensional wall, the windows, the lattice, when a person goes down and unlocks the hidden heart, that's where you meet Jesus Christ. That's where you hear his voice. That's where it happens. And um, I can testify to it myself. I didn't have a clue as to what was really going on. I just knew I was dead, and I knew I was going to hell. I knew it, absolutely knew it. I was going to hell. I didn't know why. I just knew I was going straight to hell. I could get on my knees, and I said, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. I must have done that a million times. Come into my heart. Nothing. Nothing happened at all. So one day I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm feeling really, really sorry for myself. I had searched for the Lord for years and years. I'd gone through all the major religions, and I knew who Jesus was from the fact of, well, from a scientific perspective. Science proves who Jesus Christ really is. They just don't know it, but he does. They do. And uh, anyway... I'm sitting there feeling really sorry for myself, and I pick up this little booklet from Jack Van Empey Ministries. This was 40 years ago, more than 40 years, no, 43 years ago. And I opened it up, and the outside cover said, A Call to Love. So I opened it up, and I began to read Corinthians. It's a love chapter, and I'd heard that a billion times because I did wedding photography. And that's one of the things they read. They don't know what they're reading. They have no clue as to what that is about. So anyway, I'm reading that, and all of a sudden, I say to myself, you know what? I don't love anybody. I don't love anybody at all. I just love myself. And all of a sudden, I can only describe it as a curtain. You go to a movie and you see the curtains move back and the movie's going to start. That's what it was like. The veil in my mind was totally removed. And I am looking directly into the love of Jesus Christ. I don't know any way. There are no human words to describe it. It's above and beyond any human description. You cannot describe it in human terms. It blows everything out of the water. That's all I can say. It is kind of like the flood of Noah. It just eliminates everything in its path. This love is so deep, so broad, so wide, so profound, there are no words whatever to describe it. 
And I'm looking into this thing, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, what in the world is this all about? And then a voice came, and I heard it, just like I don't know if I heard it with my ears or how I heard it. It said, Stuart, do you agree that love runs this universe? And after looking at that, I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he says, Stuart, have you ever loved? And I said, no, sir. No, sir. And he said, will you? And I hesitated. I don't know why people people can't believe that I would hesitate, but I did. I hesitated. And I'm thinking, wow, can I do this? I had no fear if I said no, but I knew that if I had said no, it was never going to be offered ever again. I knew it. There was no fear involved, nothing like that, no fear at all. And I finally said, yes, sir, and bang, he came into me, and my life changed and has never been the same ever since. That was my salvation. And when he asked me, have you ever loved, that is the judgment all humanity is going to face. We are going to be all judged, every human being on this planet is going to be judged by this, I can't, I can't even describe this love that he has for his creation. There are no words for it. It is so far above humanity, so far above anything we think we know love is. <laughs> Our loves are fallen people. They're manipulative. It's very, very rare they are not. And uh, that's how we're going to be judged. No human being can stand before it. This is why God came into the matrix. This is why Jesus Christ came in there. He knew that all of humanity was born without this love because of the fall. He also knew we were very susceptible to the lies and deceptions of Satan and his demonic hordes and the fallen angels, and all of that type of stuff that we call fallen creatures, we're just as fallen as they are. It's just in a different way. And uh, anyway, when that was over, it was over. And uh, my life's never been the same since that time. And when I stop and think about how vast the universe is, and how tiny and dark and sin-filled, rotten little Stewie was and is in the flesh, I find it so amazing and awesome that the God who creates the galaxies, the stars, all the planets, all life, everything, to time out, to come down and visit with me personally, one-on-one, -on -one. And I didn't know what had happened, so I went, I, I, I can't explain it, but uh, the heavens opened up. I was rained upon. Uh, that was my baptism. Uh, the whole thing was just an amazing, amazing event. 
And then the earnest came upon me. And uh, I was shown what it was going to be like. That's what an earnest is. It's like the down payment on a house that proves if you put, you're going to buy a house for 300000 so you put maybe 10000 down to prove you're going to follow through. You're going to buy the house. That's what an earnest is. Only the earnest of the Lord is a glimpse of what it's going to be like in the heavenlies. And it goes right back to Adam and Eve before the fall. As in Adam, all die, but in Christ, all are made alive. It's all about love. It's all about divine love. Folks, they're missing the boat. you got preachers, teachers, and evangelists out there that are lying through their teeth about salvation and what it is. They're telling you, say, a sinner's prayer. They're telling you the ABCs of salvation. Somebody sent me just the other day the 10 steps to salvation. What a bunch of malarkey and lies it is. It's nowhere in the scripture. Do what Jesus Christ told you to do. You'll meet him. He is the most gentle, loving. I I don't know what to call it. The judgment I went through was so absolutely gentle and loving and meek the voice is so loving to you folks he loves you with a love you cannot even begin to imagine he's just waiting for you to come to him through the straight gate through the narrow way he says i give you the power to do it and yet people say no i don't have to do that i don't have to do that not at all Well, if you don't have to do it, show me the verse where Jesus Christ himself says it doesn't apply to you. You're exempt. I've looked for it. It's not there. These people are lying to you. Oh, they may have great names. They may have thousands and millions of followers. They may run around with big wealth. That's their reward, folks. I guarantee you. That's their reward. They're not going to have a reward when they die. When they perish, they're going to wake up to something. I perished. I was dead in my trespasses and sins. I just didn't know why. But when I looked at the love of God, I found out why I was dead. I knew I was hellbound. I don't know how to describe it. It wasn't a mental thing. It was much, much deeper than that. It was so profound. I couldn't escape it. Even in sleep, I couldn't escape it. I was in hell. I was going to go to hell, and I had no idea why. I wasn't that bad a person, I didn't think. We're rotten. We're rotten to the core. The flesh of all humanity is dead to the living God. And this is what they're all missing. Even the deep state, global deep state, with all their power, all their might, they're nothing. They're going to die, and they're going to be judged by this love of God, and they're going to perish in their sins. They didn't have to. It didn't have to be that way. Jesus told us over and over and over and over and over again how to get saved, and everybody's mocking him. I know. How do I know? Because they get emails. You're just an idiot. You just don't. You you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. It's not because I have any brilliance. The only thing I know is what I was told and shown by the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I wouldn't know anything other than what he has shown me. And frankly, neither would anybody else. The human being doesn't know diddly squat. We just think we do with all our high tech. You haven't seen anything high tech. Wait until you meet Jesus Christ. That's the high tech. That's real high tech. Anyway, enough of that. Larry, ex-U.S. Army PSYOPs expert. Fox News fired Carlson to maintain semi-lobotomized, quasi-retarded population. What do you think? Well, it's very possible that, uh, you know, even though $4 million, uh, is not a large amount, he may have been reaching some of those people and changing their paradigm, if you will, or their way of thinking, and some of them were waking up a little and going to the right or, or getting out of the left, I'll put it that way, or getting out, getting unwoke, maybe, uh, yeah. and he became a threat. They had to get rid of him. If you'll remember, when he showed the uh, January 6th video, the little bit he was able to show, Schumer contacted uh, the guy that owns uh, Fox News and says, get him out. Remember that? Yes, I do. And then he was yeah. gone. I mean, this is sad, folks, really. Tucker needed to be silenced because he represented too big a threat. I got into this on the last show. To the powers and principalities, the institutions and agendas that seek an unenlightened, uninformed, semi-lobotomized, <laughs> quasi-retarded population. It must not think too good of the general population. That do not question. Here's the key. Do not question and do not research themselves. This is what Jesus Christ asks you people to do. Question me. Question me. Don't just accept what I say. Check it out. Check it out. You'll find out. He said, if you will do what I told you to do and question me, and really question me, you're going to find out I was telling you the truth. But see, people won't do it. Even on an earthly basis, Tucker Carlson was trying to get people to research for themselves. There's, if you've got a computer, all you've got to do is go online and type. Now, they are tightening down on that, and they are messing around with it. But uh, for the most part, uh, you can still do an awful lot of research on your own. And I believe... As Larry said, I think he was trying to educate people. He brought out subjects and more or less said, look, don't believe me. Go look it up for yourself. It's right there. But people won't do it. Now, why won't they do it, Larry? Why? What has happened? Well, I think apathy gets in the way. And they really just don't want to. But I was going to tell you, somebody else is in danger, too, because uh, Steve Bannon, if you will, um, you know, he's also a threat. He's also one that tells you to go check out all the data that they give on the show. However, uh, he w because he was such a threat, the feds got him on, remember, where he refused to cooperate with the January 6th committee, so they, they, they yeah. it's... Uh, you know, he, I guess, uh, 
he wouldn't wouldn't appear basically, and so they convicted him of that in in uh, uh, the you know the one place where you can't uh, you know you 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 couldn't have a fair trial if you want to. So anyway, uh, what's interesting, and I found this out, and, and by the way, uh, he ha- the only reason Steve Bannon is not in prison is because he got an appeal to that guilty verdict. It's a, it's a, they've got to, you know, list him mm-hmm. to send him to prison. Mm-hmm. They've already convicted him, and uh, they can't send him yet. So I found out today on Getter that uh, the information is that uh, Bragg in New York State is beginning to set up state charges like he did Trump to get Bannon. So this is this is non this is unstoppable basically, Stuart. The deep state is so fearful of you knowing the truth or finding out the truth or having a way to find the truth, they will do anything to stop it. Yeah. Yeah, because this new world order folks is satanic to its core. And Satan is a liar and a murderer from the beginning. That's what Jesus called him. That's what he is. That's why the New World Order, the Great Reset, is totally, wholly based upon fabrications, fraud, and lies, just like the IRS. It's right there in James that the IRS is a fraud, fraudulent, from beginning to end. It's right there in James. It's in the Bible. I wouldn't want to be an IRS agent myself. I'm not blaming them. They're just following the rules. Uh, but the, the Bible itself says that the, those who withhold wages by fraud, it's illegitimate. They're bastard children, if you want to call them that. The whole thing is set up on a fraudulent basis. But they, you know, if, if, as long as people are going to pay their taxes, what do they care, whether it's fraudulent or not? They could care less. And they can really come down and take your house and do anything they want to you. But it doesn't change the fact that it's still antichrist and fraudulent. It, it, that, you can never change that because that's what God calls it. And so it doesn't matter what the earth people think about it or, you know, there are those who uh, go rail against the IRS. Well, sooner or later, the IRS goes and gets them. And uh, it's not a good deal when he does uh, because you can lose everything. But uh, it, it doesn't change the fact of its biblical description as a fraudulent entity from beginning to end. But then again, I guess one could say our entire civilization from that perspective, from a biblical perspective, is fraudulent from beginning to an end. We're kind of living in a uh, comedy, a very sad, sad comedy. (laughs) And and you know, I'm I'm amazed it's survived as long as it has. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I was going to say and talk about sad you know, you and I both remember Randy Arbor's radio show, mm-hmm. and Randy Randy Arbor had probably the the most vast knowledge of the IRS and its illicit works of anybody I ever known. I, he knew everything about it. He could quote you everything and give you the entire history of how all this stuff works. And yes. of course, sadly, you know, he passed away. But one of the things that you know, I asked him, you know. Uh, when he was doing his radio shows, though, I said, whatever 
got into you to make you decide to do a radio show because it was unlike Randy to step out like that. And he yes. said he started his radio show in Colorado because he said, I thought I could wake people up. And you know what? After years and years and years, and you and I, Stuart, were on his shows multiple, multiple times, but after all those years, he finally quit because he said, I couldn't hardly wake anybody up. That reminds me of um, the guy out there in Area 51. Um, (laughs) I'm just dropping his name. Uh, but anyway, he came out and he told us about Dreamland and the UFO. Bob Lazar was his name. And they did an interview with him. He, he exposed the whole thing. And they did an interview him, with him about, oh, maybe three, four years ago. And he said, you know what? I wished I had never said a word. I did it because I thought the people would wake up and they should know about it. They didn't believe it. They called him all kinds of names. Everything he said was true. The guy's an absolute genius, folks. That's why the the government hates him. They don't like people like that. I had a friend of mine. He's dead now. But uh, he told me, he says, you know what? I can build you a little box outside your house, and you'll never have to pay a power bill again. I says, well, why don't you do that? (laughs) He just kind of smiled and said, I want to live. He he had invented an electric car, told me the whole story, and a battery that would last for just about ever. And he said, I was visited, and I was told, you will never produce that car, and you will not produce that battery. Period. You understand? There are hunting accidents all over the place. You just never know. So he said, I never did. Never did it. Uh, You have a very evil government. All governments are evil, according to the Bible. They're necessary, but they're evil. They're classified as evil. And uh, most of the people that are working for the government are never going to see heaven at all. The Bible says that. Go look it up. Most of them are not ever going to see heaven. They're going to see a a very evil, evil place. And it's a very low frequency place. It's all based on frequency. Go look up New Age in the Bible. Or not in the Bible, but just type it in and and, uh, type in frequencies and emotions. And see what pops up. The higher the frequency, the higher the emotion. Love. And peace and all of those are very high frequencies. Low frequencies are hatred, evil, that sort of thing, depression. And uh, it's all based on frequency, every bit of it. Here's a headline, Larry. I want your comment. Powerful earthquake swarm off Fiji and Tonga. M- uh, 6.0, 6.6, interesting, 666. There are literal patents for earthquake generation and volcano activation. Someone just sent a 666 message, and note the timing of how close these two quakes were. Folks, I've warned you before, and I think Larry has too, and I know Stan has. They have this equipment. 
They can produce earthquakes. They can make earthquakes happen. They can, uh, Tesla said, I could shake the whole earth apart. In fact, he did cause an earthquake. I was reading about it today. He was fooling around with a frequency generator, and the more he cranked it up, the more the whole building began to shake, and pretty soon the building was getting ready to topple down, so he quit. And he told the uh, sheriff department and the people who came out to find out what had happened, he said, well, it must have been an earthquake. <laughs> they had the ability, folks. They know all about it. They know how this stuff works. We have allowed them to do all this without any oversight. That's what Dr. Stephen Greer has been trying to warn people about with his disclosure project about the UFOs, anti-gravity, uh, all of these things. It's a secret government underlying our own government. You may remember the movie, um, what was the name of that? Larry, where the president went out to Area 51. And oh, well, they were on... Yeah, with, it was uh, in it. Oh, Moldra. Uh, <laughs> That gum. It was about an invasion of aliens. Yes. Anyway. uh, Well, X-Files had that, too. This was uh, Independence Day. And they they were telling the president about an Area 51, and he said, well, there is no such thing as Area 51. And the guy said, well, that's not exactly true. (laughs) Anyway, they took him there. Folks, there is so much going on behind the scenes, you have no idea how advanced they are. And they're going to use this advanced technology to fool you. It's called Project Bluebeam. It's going to be a fake arrival. It's going to look for all the world like it's real. It isn't. Anyway, UK confirms depleted uranium munitions being used against Russians in Ukraine despite prior vehement Russian warnings not to follow through with that transfer. So what do you think is going to happen, Larry? I guess they're there. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. What else? What you got? Well, I was going to mention... I was going to mention one thing that's really, really interesting. It dovetails in what you were talking about uh, because recently a situation arose. Uh, It was on the War Room news ticker. Biden administration, the U.S. deploys nuclear-armed submarines to South Korea. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, that has begun to happen. And then... uh, while that was going on, also today broke loose a headline. This is on Breitbart News. It says, China warns the West, South Korean president likely caused a nuclear crisis with the Biden summit. Now, if you'll remember, uh, Biden and the South Korean president met and talked about Kim, you know, and there were some yes. threats, apparently. Well, you know, that happened, and, of course, the... Uh, you know, we know the two nuclear submarines were moving that way. Now, here's, and I sent you, or you found the link yourself, says Texas News Studio, uh, breaking military alert. This is just within the last few hours, folks. Says uh, 
Cobra Ball craft, aircraft, <clears throat> up, heading for the Sea of Japan, possible ballistic missile uh, launch uh, from North Korea. And, of course, they're sending more than just it. They talked during the video. There was a short one, an alert. And, matter of fact, I couldn't even share that. I put it on my blog, but it wouldn't go there. And it said after that, when my the links I tried to use, that uh, it, that YouTube had been removed. So, anyway, <laughs> what do you think, Stuart? It looks like uh, something's happening with Kim. Yeah, well, there was a prophecy, I remember, and they said that uh, watch the lunatic. He said the Lord called him a lunatic, and he said you never know what a lunatic's going to do. Well, of course, the Lord knows what he's going to do. That's why he told us to watch the the lunatic. Watch Kemp, because you may remember, I'm sure you do, Larry, where um, Dr. Doom, Major Ed Dames, and their remote viewing team uh, viewed Kemp using a nuke in anger. He was the first one to set a nuke off in the modern age. I'm not talking about, of course, uh, ending the uh, war. I'm talking about uh, now, in this this age. And uh, he said that uh, he would be the first to use a nuke in anger. And uh, so I thought that was fascinating. We, you sent me a, an email from someone. I just wanted to read part of that. Just wanted to share the day before, Friday, uh, 21, March 20, uh, yeah, March 21st. Around midday, for a couple of hours, I was outside painting the fence, and the temp was 22 degrees centigrade or 72 degrees, 72 Fahrenheit, and I became very ill with the heat. It was intolerable. I developed a severe headache and sinus problems, along with ringing in my ears. I have no Wi-Fi in my house, and have I uh, have no 5G towers in my town. The heat was horrific. I had to abandon the painting and stayed inside for a few hours. Um, I spoke to a few people. They agreed with the intensity of the sun. Normal times, it would have been a beautiful autumn day. Um, so I believe what he's talking about is UV. They claim now that the uh, UVC, whatever that is, Stan Dale could tell you what it was, is hitting the earth. And I'll bet you that's what they were feeling. I have gone outside some days, and you can feel it burning it's stinging your, your your skin, and I know you have too. Yeah, I have, and and I can't remember at the bottom. I believe is that individual living in uh, New Zealand or Tasmania. I'm trying to remember. Tasmania. Okay. Living well, Tasmania. it reminds me. It reminds me so much of the movie 2012. Uh, not 2012. The movie The Core. The movie The Core. And and how that Standeo talked about in the Canary Islands where that anomaly began to happen there and then moved back to South America. But it made all those people sick on that island. And he said there was going to be other anomalies in the future. And that's been, a what, 10 years now? 
But, uh, Stuart, that could literally be where the UV and the frequencies of that sun, uh, those charged particles, actually come down to the ground. So whoever this was was literally getting hit from all of that right on the ground. Yeah, I think that's what they're talking about, and it can make you very ill, folks. In fact, it can kill you. This is really dangerous stuff, and, and uh, if you're down south, always go online if you've got a computer and just look up the UV rating. Now, last summer, Larry, I'm sure, remembers, sometimes the UVs were off the charts. They were so high, and it's extremely dangerous to get out in that without really covering yourself up like you're dressing up for winter. Uh, anyway, I wanted to also mention this. The other day, I don't know, maybe three, four, five days ago, maybe a week ago, I know time doesn't seem to mean much to me anymore, uh, the sun, Patty pointed out, she said, look at where the sun is setting. And it was way north. And I thought, huh, I wonder if we're in one of those Isaiah 24 wobbles. Well, the very next day it was back where it should be. But I mean, it was way off. And I'm wondering if anybody out there has noticed that, particularly house, housewives who are, uh, you know, planting stuff and they got them in the windows for sun or they're in their sewing room and they know where the sun comes in and what time it does. And has any of that shifted? And it can only shift maybe for a day, maybe two, but then it goes back to where it normally should be. And I remember several years ago, one, one day, the sun set at 7 o'clock. The very next day, it set at 7.30. The very next day, it set at 7 again or 7.05 or whatever. There is, Isaiah 17 says the earth begins to wobble. Not very much, just a little bit at a time. Larry, you had a vision about that. you want to elaborate a little bit? White buffalo. Well, yeah, that, that white buffalo was a, uh, I actually, in that vision, I was, and I saw a white buffalo, by the way, in that vision. I was walking, it, what was strange was I was walking in a field, it was a cattle field praying beside our house. It was a big field, had a pool and trees and brush, and I saw a white buffalo standing there. But it was odd because, you know, like you said, it, my mind wasn't, it might not have been working because I, I asked it a question, what do you have for me? Now, why would I say that? I mean, you know, I, I should have said if I'd been to myself, uh, what am I seeing here? I mean, there's no <laughs> yeah. buffalo here especially white ones. But anyway, I didn't. That was my first words. I said, uh, what do you have for me? And then I saw the earth, and I saw it tilt real quick, just a little ways. It was a small, uh, short tilt of the earth on its axis. And uh, I was told, however you want to say it, in my head, basically, I was told that that this would be the warning in other words, there would, and then the big one would come. In other words, there would be a, a tilt of the earth, a, you know, a big one, but it would it was not be so destructive. And but that would be a warning. And then the, what would follow would probably be the uh, the tilt of the whole planet might have turned upside down. I don't know, but 
I shared that with Red Elk when he was alive, and he was really impressed with that one. I don't know if he talked to you about it, but he was really impressed and said that uh, the you know the way the buffalo was standing and the, you know its height to me and and all of that meant different things that it would shortly come to pass. Now that's been a while, but that was really strange, and, and that, that I haven't forgot it. Well, I don't think you probably would. Yeah, I know people that don't have any spiritual connections that way can't understand any of this. But folks, this is uh, this is how the Lord operates. Uh, and here's another one. Getting back to Earth changes, magnitude 7.3 quake in South Pacific near New Zealand. The first thing that reminded me of Larry was uh, Stan Dale's vision about Lake. What was the name of that lake? Topo. Topo. Yeah. And that that was going to blow. It's a huge volcano in New Zealand. Anyway, uh, U.S., Russian subs, now get this one, folks, in the Atlantic, much more active than we have seen them in years. The threat posed by Russian industry forces serves as only one example of how its military retains its capabilities despite the war in Ukraine, top U.S. military officials warn. Do you hear that on the news? Probably not. <laughs> what else you got, Larry? Well, I was also going to, and when we were talking about Kim and North Korea and the trouble that's being stirred up and the threat, you know, that China's given, uh, that brought me back to my memory of, and I put it on today's blog at the bottom, Bobby Ackert, that author that is a whole lot like, uh, seems like, like Tom Clancy, Seems like he has inside information. Anyway, he wrote a book series called the Lone Star Series. And the first book that he put out, because uh, there was, and the reason I'm saying this is, uh, actually, uh, Maria Bartiromo Sunday on the news made a very, very strange comment. And uh, I can't find it at the moment, but I, oh, here it is. And she said this, uh, there appears to be a new, quote, axis of evil, unquote, surrounding everything China is doing, even threatening our space satellites and sovereignty of the moon and Mars. Now, that's odd that she'd come out with that. She's on Fox. But Bobby Ackert just put out these books in the first book one of the Lone Star series. Here's the title, Axis of Evil. That can't be by chance. And he used it before she used it, and she connected it with China and, and Korea. And then then there's another one, uh, Lines in the Sand. And here's another one, Fifth Column. Have we ever heard these terms before, Stuart? <laughs> Fifth Column, yes, yes. We're, Biden's opened up the borders. Well, God has opened up the borders. He's using Biden and the rest of the people to do it. And it's it's a punishment. And, and God says right there in Jeremiah, I'm going to open up your borders. I'm going to fill you with, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but this is what it means. I'm going to fill you with military-type men, fifth column, military operation. And when the signal's given, they will rise up from within and mischief in your cities. And then you will be hit from without. If you put it all together, that's essentially what it means. 
And now we have these Chinese military-age men coming in by the droves, both north and south border, which to me means this is probably the final push. And at the same time, that's going on. Listen to this one. Remember the IRS hiring all those agents? IRS hiring gun-carrying agents in all 50 states. And how do we know that? They're advertising it. (laughs) They've got ads out on it. And you must be willing to use force up to and including the use of deadly force. What's an IRS agent doing carrying a gun and using deadly force? Killing people. An IRS agent is illegitimate to begin with. And here they are going to go around kill people? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I call I call these clues. Uh, this is this is what they propose. And uh, what's interesting, although, is Texas is being put in a bind because of this. They say there's a million, one million migrants moving towards the border. You know, they're coming all the way up, and they're trying this last push. And there's a lot of Chinese. And they say there's some Koreans mixed in also. I did mention a book called Fifth Column by Bobby Ackert. But uh, this is what's interesting. And I sent you a movie, and after you reviewed it, uh, we'll talk about it on another show. But it's called The Reliant, uh, Protect Family and Faith at All Costs. And uh, what's interesting, it also says, uh, as their world crumbles in crisis, can they rely on God, or must their faith remain blind to the facts? And then it also says, uh, says, and here's something about it, alone and vulnerable, the children's faith and family bonds are pushed to the limit. Rick's eldest daughter uh, questions the morality of gun ownership, but learns that in God all things are good, including her family's Second Amendment right to defend themselves. And Stuart, uh, this movie for people that want to get it, it's available on Amazon and from Sarbo Studios. It's the Reliant, and it brings out the Second Amendment and how it literally could save your life. And I know people blink at their eyes when I talk about self-defense. I guess it's built into me, but apparently a lot of people that that are, you know, they say they're Christians. They don't. They not only don't, don't know how to defend themselves. Uh, they don't even care. Well, they will care when their women are being raped right in front of their eyes or their children are being knifed to death or gutted. Then they're going to care. I wrote a, I had a little pamphlet. In, uh, it was called Bad Magazine. Nobody thought the humor was, it was good in it. <laughs> but what I did was I used all these things just like that, and I said, we don't care. And then I'd post something else, bad, but we don't care. And at the end, I had a nuclear bomb going off in a city, and I said, oh, now we care. See, this is what the problem is. They don't care until it's too late to do anything about it. It's like this IRS hiring guns in all 50 states. Hired guns. That's what they are, folks. They told you they were going to do it. Now they're doing it. Uh, on and on and on well, you it know goes. What, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Larry. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to mention that I believe now there's 27, 28, or 29 states in in this union, as we call it loosely, 
that literally now have passed constitutional carry gun laws. The citizens, unless they're prohibited because of being a felon or et cetera, they can legally wear a gun, carry a gun, have it everywhere they're at uh, until the end of time. Now, the only thing that would negate that, Stuart, is, is some crisis that Biden can put together or Obama or Susan Rice and declare martial law. However, martial law by Washington, D.C. does not override states that leave the Union, do they? No. And I'm not even sure it'd be legal anyway. I can remember hearings of the militia. I don't know whatever happened to the militia, but they went to Washington. The Montana militia was summoned to Washington. And I've got video of the whole thing. And uh, I remember, I think his name was Troutman, if I remember right. But anyway, he said something about, you people are never going to declare martial law. It's not legal. So don't don't even think about it. And that the senators that were in there got absolutely livid with anger. You don't tell us what we can do. Yes, we do. See, the Chinese communists understood something. May I put it this way? Power comes from the barrel of a gun. It's the only thing the communists understand is a gun pointed right at their head with a person willing to pull the trigger. That they understand. But the American people don't understand it. And that is why when the communists are pointing a gun at you, it's too late. It's too late. And that's where we're at, unfortunately. Uh, Economic news. Walmart will now close even more locations amid a major national shakeup. And by the way, there's another bank going on, First Republic, going down. Its stock fell 93% today. It's going down. And a headline says, Retail Apocalypse. Everywhere you look, they're closing stores. Walmart. Uh, there's a whole list of people uh, of where they're closing, and, it, and it's just everywhere. And it's not just Walmart. Bed Bath & Beyond, Target's closing down, Jenny Craig closing down, beloved retailer set to close 120 stores as liquidation sales, uh, sales start in just days. Folks, it's a slow-moving train wreck But we already know what's going to be the end of it, the Great Reset, the mark of the beast. This is what this is all about. It's it's horrible what they're doing. I wanted to read this one, too. Remember the battle against ivermectin, Larry? Oh, yeah. Now people should never use it. Well, guess what this headline says. This is scientific now. Ivermectin has new application in inhibiting uh, colon cancer cell growth. Colon cancer is a major, major issue today, probably because of the food people eat nowadays. The most common cancer worldwide, the article says, still lacks any effective therapy. However, ivermectin has proven to be very helpful. So there you go. Uh, but, of course, you can't get it. You can't get it. <laughs> the medical profession, as far as I'm concerned, I have lost 100% faith 
in the system, not some of the doctors. The system itself is utterly, utterly corrupt. They have become part of Murder, Inc. And now we can prove it. We've got all the documents to prove that it's true. In fact, I was reading an article the other day where they said that the total death count is over a billion worldwide now and accelerating. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, because I have read articles where somebody went around the world and they collected from all government agencies from all the states and went into their medical data. And kind of like here, however, the VARS system, VARS openly says, well, probably only 1% of the people actually report on these things. So whatever figure they give you, you have to multiply that out. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say 10 or 20% actually do. And then you still got to multiply that out by 80 or 90, the figures they give you. And I think that answers why we're having so much trouble hiring people, finding people. Anyway. Um, now, here's something. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to say, here's something that's really, really interesting, because I watched uh, uh, on the uh, America's Voice News, they had a representative from Austin, Texas, that was talking about bills that they've now got in their into, entered into their legislature uh, to vote on, and one of them, you know, is a... Uh, was a uh, invasion act. In other words, Texas as a state enacts an invasion. There, Texas is probably the only state that could legally, without any resistance, fight you know Washington over their own borders, over the Texas borders, because of the way they came in. However, listen to this headline: uh, Dale News, uh, you know, April twenty seventh, yesterday. The cartels control our entire border as border invasion ignites push for Texas to take major action. Texas must declare an invasion and imminent danger on the southern border and take action on its own. And I did hear that the governor has appointed now a new border, a Texas border czar. Nothing to do with Washington. Border czar, they've got new teams. And I heard on by the grapevine that quietly Texas is putting together their own Texas border patrol. Nothing to do with Washington. So, Stuart, these little steps are being taken to go along with what Anton Johansson said years ago. Yeah, this breakup is really going to get serious. I'm working on a special report. It's not long. It's a very short one. Of the ramifications of what that means for Social Security, for Medicare, for Medicaid, all of the government programs, they have created such a web that all of that will be dissolved. All Washington has to do is say, well, go ahead and leave. We're cutting off all this. And hey, uh, that's Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I did a deal on Augusto's show a couple of months ago. Uh, an author that, you know, I mentioned him kind of like Tom Clancy. Uh, he actually lays out the scenarios that that, a, that can be accomplished by individual states to take care of the people within that state, their own citizens. And sometime when we do a show, I'd like to explain how the state could literally overcome that obstacle. Yeah, they'd have to. 
because we have so many people on the dole nowadays. And uh, anyway, we're running out of time. I just wanted to thank you, Larry, for putting uh, Poor Lost Christian up on your blog. And by the way, folks, Poor Lost Christian, you can get it at, I uh, uh, <laughs> can't think of it, Amazon. Amazon. Amazon.com. It's a book I wrote really a long time ago. It's called The Poor Lost Christian. And I go into some of what I talked about tonight, but much, much deeper, and why the Bible says that multitudes of Christians who are positive, I mean, absolutely positive, they're going to heaven, are not going to heaven. And Jesus says they're not. And he says so in many different ways. And it's very scary. But it's better to face the facts now rather than die. A friend of mine said, I'd rather know. <laughs> before I die I don't want to be blindsided as to where I'm going and uh, folks it's, it's deadly serious when, when, when God sends somebody into this matrix tortured and killed to save you it's serious business or it never would have happened it only divine grace and the love that God has for his creation, which has no human words to describe it. That's what brought him in here. Don't mock it. Don't mock his directions and his commentary. He said what he said for a very good reason. He also said, if you hear my words and you don't do them, you're very foolish. I'd take it at face value that he meant exactly what he said. After all, he, the creator. Anyway, thanks a lot, Larry, for coming on. Ton of news out there. We covered. The, if anything breaks, we'll certainly come on with a special. Anyway, good night, everyone. Thanks for taking and take care of yourselves. <laughs>